0: This is the huddle.com Lifecast. We're talking to inspired and insightful people who have faced life's greatest challenges and broken through. everyone to the huddle.com livecast. I'm your host Mark Stolo. We're joined today by Julie Fleury. Julie is a registered clinical counselor working in the pre- profession for 30 years now. She's also one among many of our huddle pros in the huddle community providing support to our members and also available for one-to-one counseling through our new online video sessions support service. Julie, welcome to the huddle.com livecast. Hi, Mark. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here today. So we get to talk about something today that is very significant in the kind of current context of COVID. I feel like I've, the word COVID is now seared into my consciousness, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Because we're, we're going to talk today about learning to love yourself, learning to accept yourself, what, what sometimes is called... You know, self-love, self-compassion. And I think a lot of people right now are struggling around feeling good in their lives because for many people, their lives have been kind of turned on their heads a little bit, and that Mm -hmm. can make us feel dizzy and disoriented. And it challenges us to maintain an open spirit, a kind of welcoming spirit, because it feels like the world has gotten smaller and maybe a bit scarier, and a little bit mm-hmm. more intimidating. So I think it's really important that we talk about this. How do you cultivate a spirit of self-love? You know, in this in this current context, and then obviously beyond as we get back to what will feel more like a a more normalized reality. Tell people mm-hmm. a little bit about your experience growing up, because I think you know from our what we've shared in the past together, it's it's something that you had to learn through your own upbringing. Maybe we can start there as a starting point for our listeners.
1: Sure. Um, you know, Mark, I, I before I start sharing about my experience, I just want to say to everybody out there that we're all in this together, you know, every nation in the world, and that I really honestly believe that, you know, together we will get through this. Um, so I just wanted to share a little bit about self-love, which has been a very a topic that I've been passionate about all my life. I mean, uh, I come from very um, mixed background, you know, I'm an Asian and uh, a mixture of Chinese, Portuguese, Indian. And so there's a lot of uh, cultural uh, impact in my life growing up. One of it was, um, I remember my mom, it's very difficult for her to uh, say any sort of affirmation or praise growing up. So, I've always felt growing up um, that I was not good enough because I didn't hear any praises. Uh, so I remember at a very young age feeling very conflicted because, on the one hand, I was a very positive, very optimistic child. I would always look at the glass, I would always look at the glass as half full and that life is wonderful. And even then, I wanted to live my best life. Um, and that's why I'm currently. Calling myself living your best life counseling, mm-hmm. however, fortune unfortunately, there was always that part of me that struggled with loving myself. Um, I believe that um, the the more I tried to prove to my parents, you know, that I was enough, the more I felt that was not enough, um, you know. And so I when I embarked on a lifelong journey, uh, in investing in my own. Uh, Self-discovery and personal growth. I remember going through a lot of uh, healing sessions, but growing up very Catholic in that sense, uh, going for a lot of personal development um, workshops. Uh, and along the way, I realized that I am enough, uh, but I had to do a lot of work, uh, you know, just to get to where I am. And I feel it's a lifelong journey. I still am working on myself. I still am discovering who I am because we evolve and um, I've reached a stage where I know I am enough. Yeah.
0: That's, um, I'm often taken aback by the number of people that I meet, certainly through huddle who are so desperate to feel a sense of lovingness, who are struggling so profoundly to feel good things about themselves, say good things to themselves. And you can hear just how loud their inner voice and narrative is about how much self-loathing and uh, you know, and how much they dislike themselves, and how much they 've also bought into the narrative of others who, to your point, whether it 's a parent or friends or someone else who has shared with them um that they 're not worthy and that you know that that they 're not good enough and it 's so deeply even as someone on the outside looking in it 's so deeply hurtful let 's talk about let 's talk about people who don 't like themselves Mm -hmm. because i think there's a lot of people out there and certainly who are going to be listening who are struggling with that let's talk about Mm -hmm. where that where does that grow from this this lack of self-love and 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 walking around with this feeling of i just don't like myself
1: you know that comes from so many different um factors one of it is school bullying. um i think that's so rampant whether it's online or whether you're in school um it seems to um be so you know um, impactful on the young people so you grew up in an environment where you're always comparing yourself with somebody else um that's one environment and there's also um the environment at home that you grew up your family right and um You know, our parents, sometimes for me, I I can only speak for myself. I know my parents did what they thought was the best. And I love them for the sacrifices they've made. But along the way, as parents, as a parent myself, we make mistakes. And um, any sort of criticism that comes uh, out of our mouth is what's have power, right? And it can be very negatively impactful on our children too. So it's very important that as parents, we also remember... um, Whatever we say to our children, uh, to think through carefully, to reflect before we say anything negative or even criticize our children, to reframe it in a positive or in a non-destructive way. So it's from the home environment, especially from the school. It's also from social media. Uh, the social media, you know, they <clears throat> there's a lot of um, glory to those who are what is the definition of beautiful? What is the definition of good enough? Um, I think I like what Dr. Seuss always says. I, I like, I'm going to take one of his quotations. Those who mind don't matter. And those who matter don't mind. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And so I feel that it's important for us to remember the people that really love us will love us for who we are. You know, And we don't have to try so hard to get the recognition, to get the permission to love ourselves from others. It has to start by us looking in the mirror. One of the exercises I would encourage people to do is look at yourself in the mirror every morning. When you brush your teeth, you wash your face, look in the mirror, look at yourself, look at your eyes, and just say to yourself, you know, for me, I look at myself and say, Julie, I love you. I know it feels very uncomfortable initially, and it feels mm. fake sometimes, and it feels awkward. Um, but mirror work is something that I would encourage a lot of those people who have no one else. Right now in self-isolation is the best time, actually, to spend some time working on ourselves.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's, there's definitely an evolution in... I mean, there's an evolution in consciousness about how we understand our relationship to ourselves and... And that's over a vast spectrum and and people find themselves at different points in that spectrum. So if you're talking to, and this is not just an age thing, but just as an example, if you're talking to a 15 year old who's struggling at high school, you know, maybe their emotions are still in kind of their formative development stages, how they understand the relationship to their self might be different than someone, you know, um, older, maybe like you Mm -hmm. and I, who Mm -hmm. have done maybe more of that self exploration work. How do you, mm-hmm. where do you start? I mean, I want to get a, I want to get into a more nuanced conversation about self-love and self-appreciation, but where mm-hmm. do you start when you're at kind of that survival level 101? You know, like mm-hmm. what do you say to people who are literally just kind of at the starting point of that journey to your point? Mm-hmm. They may have heard a lot of negative judgment and criticism growing up or mm-hmm. they they got that from their social surroundings. And they're mm-hmm. just really feel very stuck, like a mm-hmm. stick in the mud, just stuck in that feeling of "I'm not good enough." Like what's the starting mm-hmm. point?
1: Well, one of the starting points I would say is sit down, get a pen and a paper, and write. What are some of the things that you're good at, right? What are things that let's just say someone along the way said, oh you're you're good at math, right uh, in school or. At work, somebody says, hey, you're a great team player. Somebody along the way must have said that you're good at something or must have appreciated the work you've done, right? So I would sit down and look at what are some of your strengths that people have told you first, right? If you can't find anything in your heart to write about yourself that's a strength, look at what you've done. Sit down and take some time to reflect, you know, and maybe oh, and the other things, what are you passionate about? maybe you are passionate about cooking or baking right that's a strength because that passion can lead into something else you could bake for other people and give it to your neighbors and you can start to build a connection there you know uh, you could cook for a meal for maybe a neighbor down the road an elderly lady right now who can't go out of a house and that's going to be a connection and that's going to be someone saying thank you for your kindness and that's going to come back to you and you're going to feel good about that. Mm-hmm. So start looking at, you know, what are some things that you're good at doing and, you're, and then you're passionate about doing? And what are some of the things that you think are your strength? you know? Um, maybe just being kind to others. That's a gift, especially in today's world. Uh, kindness is so lacking and we need more of that. Maybe just by being you, that smile that you have on your face. You may not feel happy inside, but you smile at everybody else that you see on the road and you share that joy. There's a certain resiliency about you that you never realize. So sit down and reflect about what people have been saying, the positive things, think out the negative. What are some of the positive things you've heard people comment about what you've done, who you are, what they've noticed about you. And I'm very sure you will find at least one, if not two or three, to start off with. Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's. I love that idea. It's funny that we had an exchange this morning in the huddle community, particularly around this idea, because someone came in and was was talking about. They were expressing that internal narrative of feeling very down on themselves, and similar to what you were suggesting. I invited them to talk about the things that they felt good about in their lives, things that they felt mm-hmm. fond of in their lives, and grateful for and, and gratitude can be incredibly transformative. And I would add to what you said that I think when you're doing that exercise, try to avoid words like but, mm-hmm. It's right? So particularly in that, in that reflection process. But, I, I see but as like the the cosmic negator. So anytime mm-hmm. someone's talking to me and says but in their sentence, I assume everything that came before but is not totally what they're invested in it's mm-hmm. it's usually what comes after but that their mind is really focused on um and i think the other the other thing is to understand that you know self-esteem, self-mastery, a feeling of self-love to your point doesn't grow out of just accomplishment and um praise. It grows out of that nurturing that mindset. I remember mm-hmm. a number of years ago i was I love to golf, uh, you know, golf for me is a refuge um, <laughs> and it's very closely tied into a feeling of like release. And I went through an extensive period of just trying to change things technically with my golf game and and with that came a whole lot of emotional and mental baggage because, you know, trying to move your body differently, it's very frustrating, it's it <laughs> was all the biomechanics and, and I started developing this really negative attitude towards the game because it became more of like a job that it became... Something that I could enjoy, and I went to a, to do some work with some you know some sports performance psychologists mm-hmm. to to try to refine my love of the game, right? And I developed all these internal narratives about negative narratives about me in relation to the game. And I remember being with them on the first day, and they talked a lot about framing your mind and priming your mind for being grateful. And they said mm-hmm. if you're going to play this game waiting for your shots to be perfect and then feeling good, you're going to play this game with a deep feeling of like sorrow and sadness and disappointment. Because the, the, the joyfulness and the sense of positivity and, and the feeling of success doesn't come from the outcome. It comes through the priming before the outcome. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's all the prep work that you do in advance of Um, executing that experience because when you lay the groundwork you set yourself up for success so I I really like how you talk about like priming yourself for being in a mindset and and a spirit set where you can deeply appreciate who you are and your talents um, and your goodness Mm -hmm. I think that's great let's talk about like moving it to like so like the next level and people who are really um, you know kind of like intermediate advance moving down this path of cultivating self-compassion and self-awareness and Mm self-love, a psychology of positivity, which is a pretty modern, a relatively modern idea, Um, Mm -hmm. and it's something that you built into your practice. Tell people what a psychology of positivity means.
1: Sure, Mark, do you mind if I just
0: add to what you
1: were saying before I move on to that? Um, I think one of the things, and I love what you say about priming yourself. One of the um, one of the strategies that I use with my clients that I find really helpful is affirmations. Um, I, I and because I believe words have power, right? What we say to ourselves, what we write down, what we believe—they're all very powerful. And one of the uh, strategies that I, I find that's really changed people around is writing affirmations and uh, a book that I think really is helpful is by Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. And she talks a lot about how do you love yourself and uh, and how to write affirmations. A simple affirmation, I think in today's world with the COVID situation, I wake up in the morning and I say to myself, all is well, right? And, and that grounds me somehow, you know, um, One of my, I have a few different things I'm doing right now and I'm currently in a full care facility for seniors and the tension is really high when you walk into work every day because everybody's on edge. One of the things that I do before I walk into my workplace is I say, I take a deep breath and I say, all is well. And I have it written in my office, all is well and I take a deep breath and it gives, it grounds me for the day. You know, it, takes, it just releases the stress and the tension. Um, and that's one way I write affirmations. Um, I put it up there. Uh, you put it in your mirror, in your bathroom. You can put it in the car. You're driving to work. Mm. You can say it under your breath. Another affirmation is, I am enough. A simple affirmation. I am enough. I keep saying it enough times in a day. You know, Repeat it under your breath. Even when you don't feel it, after a while, you know, you will find that it'll sit well with you, you know, there's something that will change, rewire in your brain and in your spirit, you will begin to believe it over time, so sit down and write an affirmation, there's so many out there just YouTube, just Google it uh, look in uh, Louise Hay's book you can heal your life, what is the affirmation, what is it that you need right now if you feel that um, you, for an example, how do you write an affirmation, if you feel that, what is it that you need, if you need connection and you feel like you're all alone what will be an affirmation for that i am surrounded by people who love me mm-hmm. so the affirmation is to write what is it that you want to attract in your life what is it that you feel you need and just put it out there you can do it and use art and craft and make it you know um, colorful put it up in your fridge where is the spot that you will always you know see and it will on an unconscious level also sink in and slowly, that will help you ground yourself. So yeah, I just wanted to add that because I find affirmations are really powerful. as a powerful strategy for helping you love yourself.
0: Mm, for sure. Yeah, I think that kind of to- comes back to this, This we talk about a psychology of positivity. I mean, we also, I think it's important to understand that, of course, we, we've learned that the brain has, in the way that it functions, a or the mind has a predisposition for, getting very hooked on negative things, right? So you're, again, you have to remember that the, bri- the brain biologically, particularly the primal parts of your brain were hardwired to protect you, to alert you to danger. So it's like a danger on the edge of its seat, kind of like danger alert system, your brain. So when you sense things in your environment that create triggered tension, anxiety, fear, your brain becomes primed, right? Like it activates. So. We have, to be, we have to be mindful of the brain that's predisposed over, you know, you know, hundreds of thousands of years to be alert to what it perceives as danger. Now, that will be true of whether it was a saber-toothed tiger, you know, a long, long time ago, or in your current context, it's a bully at school that, you know, is intimidating you. Or it's a boss that maybe doesn't speak so kindly, or a partner that you know sometimes isn't being super thoughtful. your brain will perceive these as a kind of danger mm-hmm. and and it becomes very hooked very quickly on an internal narrative of um, l- less about self love and more about self protection and oftentimes that's laden with all kinds of judgment and negative chatter, so it's important to understand that cultivating a psychology of positivity doesn't just mean replacement like oh I just had a bad thought I'll replace it with a good one it also be, I think it also means becoming more aware when your mind is slipping down that path of protect 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 right this is protect. you're also a big proponent of like dreaming and using imagination why is that so important in the process of nurturing self-love like where does imagination factor into that
1: Oh it's very important it's like putting planting the seeds right imagination is like planting the seeds of hope it's just like an example if you're you're like the metaphor of you are a plant right and you want to put good soil and you want to make sure that you um, have sunlight and you want to make sure that you have water so that you can thrive and grow and uh, Initially, you don't see anything happening, just like a plant. But over time, you'll see it growing and blossoming into this big, beautiful plant. Uh, And so human beings are like a plant, right? That's my metaphor. Uh, And the good soil is the information that you absorb every day. Uh, It's holistic, it's not just uh, intellectually. What you watch every day, and I want to say to everybody out there, stop watching the news 24 hours a day. That's very unhealthy it creates uh, fear and panic if you need to update yourself do it once a day and that's it mm-hmm. and then first thing in the morning do not watch the news you know switch on uh, what so you know switch on something that's inspirational whether it's something meditative have a bit of quiet time meditation or if you're somebody who likes to wake up with energy put on some happy music dance to the music while you're at home making your breakfast, you know spend some time you know absorbing things that will help you positively not just physically but socially, mentally, spiritually, holistically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then during the day you know if you're sitting down and having your lunch by yourself, watch an inspirational go on YouTube and watch something inspirational or listen to an audible book that you've been wanting to read but you haven't had time. Now's the chance to catch up on all your reading. There's so many inspirational books out there that you could read. Um, And then, you know, do something that helps you to create. Because as human beings, we need to release our stress. Creativity, either you want to bake. You know, I'm an art therapist too. So you can just go out there, get art and craft stuff, you know, make a card for somebody who needs one right now. Mm. Uh, Make a card for yourself. And the other thing that also helps is how you reach out to someone else. If you shift your focus on how you can help somebody else who needs help, you will find that it'll uplift you. You know, kindness is such an infectious gift. When you reach out and you make a difference in somebody's life, no matter how small it is, you will feel good about it because it comes back to you. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I think you're so right. I remember I was talking about sports again, not for some reason I'm on the sports kick today, but I was talking yeah. to uh, another performance psychologist, and he was telling me about a an Olympic skater who had injured himself, um, and mm-hmm. this was a number of months before the Olympics, and he was going to be ready for the Olympics, and, and they worked together. Oh. He couldn't skate during the injury, and, and they worked together on just daily visualization, mm-hmm. daily mental preparation, and he would take him through, you know, end to end from you know, at the start line and, you know, moving his skates and, you know, moving his arms and literally have him visualize on a daily basis, the exercise of going through these motions and, and, you know, your brain, of course, there's a physiological benefit to the movement, but from a training perspective, your brain doesn't understand the difference between the real experience and the imagined experience, which mm-hmm. is, wh- which is why our dreams are so powerful, which is why our thoughts are so powerful. So, and our works too. Absolutely, because our words are like, you know, they contribute to our thought patterns. And this is where, Mm -hmm. so I think, for example, about even being in today's context with COVID Mm -hmm. and people being able to be at home and imagining Mm -hmm. the future they want, imagining Mm -hmm. what comes next for them, sowing Mm -hmm. the seeds of, Mm -hmm. okay, I know this reality right now is maybe not optimal, I know that there are certain struggles that come with this. What can I imagine in my future and sow the seeds so that when, you know, I can get back out into the world and we're all physically together again, I will have planted Mm -hmm. so many seeds and, and nurtured them and set my intention so clearly that it'll be easier for me to actualize that when the moment arrives rather than being stuck in that woe is me, um, you know, that feeling of just being dragged down. And I also agree with you that overexposure to all this COVID stuff mm-hmm. is like deeply detrimental. Uh, oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's not yeah. news when you're doing it 24 hours a day. There's nothing new about that.
1: No. And, you know, um, on the note of imagination, I would encourage this is the time for everyone to sit down and do a vision board, mm. you know you know, uh, what is a vision board? There's a lot of information out there and there's a lot of videos you can watch. A vision board is basically, as you mentioned, Mark, how do you want to see your life? How do you, what is your dream for your life, you know, down the road, whether you want to do a vision board for the next six months, for the next one year, because a vision board can evolve and because some of your visions, your dreams come true. And you can put it in four categories or three categories, You know. Physically, how do you would you like to see yourself? You know, if you're somebody who wants to maybe be fit and in uh, one year from now lose 10 kilograms, you know, uh, what would that look like? You can look through some magazines, or you can just cut out some old magazines, or even your own personal pictures. Maybe you want to put a picture of yourself when you were 10 years younger, and that is the ideal weight, and that's the ideal health that you want to be in. Why not put it there? And then, you know, um, in terms of lifestyle, what sort of lifestyle would you... Where would you like to live? Would you like to move to a new place? You know, you have a dream house. Um, that, what would that dream house look like? What do you need to have? in? So now's the time to dream and, and feel good about a vision and a future because we will have that vision and that future happening because this COVID is not going to last forever, mm-hmm. you know? And, and then in terms of your career, what would you like to do? Now's it? maybe now's the time for you to sit down and think, what else can I do? You know, to re examine. Maybe you have been in that same position for the past ten years and now you're on a break or you've been laid off. Take this as an opportunity because sometimes blessings come in disguise. What's next for me? What else can I explore? There's lots of online courses that you can do now. Um, there's I think I put it on the Huddle uh, platform. U-D-E-M-Y, Udemy, they are a platform that has Mm -hmm. thousands of very cheap online costs. You want to be a life coach, go take up their costs. It's really very cheap. If you want to um, learn more about psychology, they have an online course, just very basic, right? They're not going to be academic, but it's a good start to understand, hey, is this something for me? Now is a good time to explore all the things that you wanted to do. Put a list of all the things you wanted to do and start doing them now. Yeah. And in your vision board, you know what is my life going to be like one year from now? And if you are looking for your soulmate, just because you're at home in self-isolation, it doesn't mean you can't meet somebody online. Because somebody else on at home wanting to chat, find somebody online and chat, you know. What, what what do you want in a soulmate? What are your needs and wants? What are the red flags that you don't want in a relationship? Now's the time to re-examine everything. It's a wonderful time for me.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. I think mm-hmm. I think it's been really helpful to hear you share some perspective of getting more comfortable of living with that me, because I think mm-hmm. to your earlier point that it's easier to move to a place of or to be focused on a growth process when you're working from an inner narrative that is, that's setting you up for success. And mm-hmm. I think it's really important to to reinforce that message because you can also set yourself up for failure. You know, if your internal narrative Absolutely. is dark and, um, self deprecating and, and self mean, you mm-hmm. can set yourself up for feeling like the world around you is also a dark place. Um, you know, yeah. the, the inner world reflects the outer world. So, Setting yourself up with, with a clear intention and a clear focus on the things that you're grateful for, that you appreciate mm-hmm. in yourself, and building off of those things will very suddenly change your world. And I think, and people, whether they're experiencing this on a very severe level or a mild level, all of us know the experience of waking up and not maybe, you know, quote unquote, waking up on the wrong side of the bed. And it does mm-hmm. feel like the world is like, it's just more difficult today. And a lot of that is just growing out of your own feelings of difficulty. You know, mm-hmm. the sun still r- was rising. The leaves are still rustling. It's The squirrels are still squirreling. It's, you yeah. know, really objectively speaking, often the world hasn't changed that much. Just our relationship yeah. to it. Yeah. Julie. And you,
1: and if, so sorry. And if you can wake up and you're still breathing, you know, great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like take a deep breath and be like, if I'm breathing, you know, I'm being and I'm ready to move. And that sometimes exactly. is that's an okay place to move from. Like I, yeah. I don't I think some people are under the illusion that, you know, the gurus and the you know, the quote unquote people who have developed a certain amount of like, you know, insight in their lives wake up with some radical ideas every day, you know, like they wake up with their brains are just like ten times the size of yours and they have some much bigger <laughs> ideas than you. And they really don't. They simply are just more in tune to embracing the moment and and being with the moment in its simplest form. So yeah. you know, I would think mm-hmm. more if you're looking for a, a source of inspiration, Dr. Seuss I thought was a great reference, and pick up mm-hmm. like a Winnie the Pooh book and spend some yeah. time with Winnie the Pooh. And you yeah. can you can yeah. you can appreciate the virtue of simplicity.
1: Yeah, and I just want to add one last thing. Happiness is a choice, you know. It's a choice. When you wake up every day, do you want to choose to be happy or do you want to choose to be unhappy? It's really a choice. If you choose to be unhappy, you are inviting the self-fulfilling, you know, prophecy, right? In psychology, we learn. If you choose to, if you wake up in the morning and you actually do fall out of bed, you know, literally speaking, and you just say, oh, my day is going to be bad. Great. Your day is going to be bad because that's what you've chosen, right? But if you choose to just laugh at yourself, you fall off the bed, you laugh at yourself. Oh, what a great day. And you look at and see the funny side of things. And you choose to look at the glass half full rather than the glass half empty. I guarantee you, you'll find that your day is going to be so much better. Mm
0: -hmm. Thank you for that. Guess, guess what time it is? Lifecast questionnaire time. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were off the hook, but not yet. Tell me, tell me Julie, what's your favorite quality in a person?
1: Kindness. Mm-hmm. Kindness. I, I'm sorry. like a better word. I'm a sucker for kindness. So um, I, I think you know, yeah, it, it melts my heart immediately. Mm-hmm. Yes. And 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 with that, I try to choose uh, kindness. One of the things very earlier on in life that I had um, uh, that I made a decision is to make a difference, no matter how small, no matter how insignificant, in somebody's life every day. And that's something that I instill in part and parcel of my life principle is to be kind. Mm-hmm.
0: Is there a mantra or an idea that guides your life, or something that you turn to to feel grounded?
1: Well, because I'm very spiritual, um, and so one of the things that really grounds me in the morning when I wake up, when I wake up, the first thing I do is I thank God for the day, and then I surrender the day to Him. Mm-hmm. So whatever you belief in, it really is helpful for me. I find um, working in, in grief counseling, spirituality plays a role. Uh, and then I say, God has my back. <laughs> and it somehow gives me so much power in my being that I can go through anything, you know, no matter how difficult, especially working in palliative care, I can go through, sometimes I see a few deaths in the day, I can go through the whole day, no matter how difficult it is, because I feel this power, you know, holding me up and guiding me and protecting me and makes me feel safe and gives me strength. So my mantra is always God has my back.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a good way to start the day with like a cosmic high five. Oh, uh, yes. Is there one person in particular that's influenced how you see the world and who is that person? Oh, I
1: have so many people. uh, You only get
0: one. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, choose one. Choose one.
1: Well, uh, one of the um, persons that I've come across um, is Louise Hay. Um, I just came across her on YouTube one day uh, some years ago and uh, and so I went on to take on her course, Heal Your Life, uh, I'm a certified teacher of Heal Your Life. Mm-hmm. I was impressed um, by her life coming, uh, and she grew up in the early 1918s, 1920s, and the time when women were really not empowered. And she came from a background where she was put in foster care, And then she was unfortunately raped by her stepfather when she was brought back to her home, gave birth to a child at 14. And remember that that was that era when having a child out of wedlock was considered taboo and shameful. And then she moved and lived out. She ran away from home because she had an abusive uh, stepfather and she moved out at 16. Now at 16 to move and live on your own to a different state in the U.S., in the early 1900s and looking at the context it's remarkable strength and courage started life all over again found herself uh you know and then continued to be one of the first people to reach out to those who had hiv and aids in an era where everybody thought it was like what it is now a curse and, and, and a virus that has been fallen in, in, the, in the LGBTQ community. But she embraced them and she was one of the pioneers and she did a lot of workshops. And she started this whole movement about loving, learning to love yourself mm-hmm. uh, and that you can heal your life. And I, I want to put a disclaimer that you and see a doctor, we're not talking about just physical here, but talking about more uh, spiritual, emotional healing, where you learn to see that, yeah, I'm not perfect and I'm never going to be perfect and nobody is. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Yes. So her her life story really empowered me. And from having no education to becoming an established author with Hay House and uh, inviting the likes of uh, Dr. Wayne uh, Dwyer who has passed away and um, so many other professionals uh, Dr. Joe Mm Dispenser and all uh, these positive uh, mindset gurus uh, who are all authors in her Hay House Publishing and being a worldwide, she's known all over the world um, and and, and established this program coming from nothing, from brokenness to being this wonderful, inspirational being. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Amazing. Is there one area of your life right now where you're doing your own personal growth work? One area where you're focused on?
1: Um, Right now I'm focusing actually on just learning to be present with the dying, actually. Uh, Especially in the time when a lot of the... in in full care and a lot of the families are not able to come and be there. There were no visitors, right? Right. And so I have to be family to them, uh, which means uh, really giving of yourself. And so I'm with the resident in the home the elderly, and I'm also with the family back home, calling them, assuring them, you know, taking pictures, so it's, um, I'm focusing on just being present right now because it's. I, I feel like I'm being torn all over, right? I mean, giving me left, right, center and everything. And, and um, it's, it's it's not an easy place to be because the minute I step at work, I am 24 hours <laughs> on my whole being is being present. And not just to the families, but to the staff. The immense stress for them coming to work and risking their life. I just want to say a shout out to all healthcare professionals. A big clap mm-hmm. to you and kudos and God bless all of you. A lot of them have feared coming to work because they have families to go back to right now, right. you know, and uh, some of them don't want to come, but they come. So for me, it's being Giving myself not just to the residents and their family, but also to my staff right now who have a lot of fear. And so I am on doing my rounds in the different neighborhood. I have about almost 200 clients, residents, and 400 staff, and making sure that my staff know that they are supported. So I'm really, right. uh, you know, out mm-hmm. there, uh, putting myself out there. So learning to come back home and just unwind. When I reach hope, I have to just surrender, let go and be present to myself. So I'm working on my own self-care also right now. Um, yeah.
0: That's great. I, and I want to extend, I one thing that's been so beautiful that's come out of this, I think, is people's deeper appreciation for healthcare workers. And I want to extend my appreciation to you as well for, for doing that. If I gave you 24 hours to experience the world through someone or something else's perspective, who or what would you be for that twenty four hours?
1: I would like to be Antonio Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: do you guys get to do a body swap, does he become you in that scenario? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> I see, I see, it sounds like an eighties an eighties movie.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh I love, I just love stories of people like the Rags to Riches stories. I love how right. people overcome adversity. That's one of the things I, I love mm-hmm. studying about the lives of the uh, you know people who overcome adversities and make a difference. It's not so much about the financial success that attracts me, but how he impacts the world. Right. You know, Tony Robbins doesn't have any uh, basic degree from college or master's or mm-hmm. anything academic, right. But he is advisor to presidents in the world, to top, uh, you know, athletes in the world, uh, to so many people, uh, successful people in the world. How did he get there? I would just like to be a little fly in his mind for just a few, a few uh, hours and see what drives him, right? Mm-hmm. What motivates him? I'm sure he, he doesn't have great days every day, but what does he do to make each day the best day of his life? And that, that's my goal every day. Make each day the best day of my life, uh, you know. And he's so disciplined. I admire his yes. discipline, yes. his yes. routine. Yeah, having a routine is so important. And sticking to it is so important. So he inspires me. And and every time uh, somebody uh, checks into his program, buys a book, he feeds lots of people. Right, if you're familiar with Tony Robbins' story and of how his first thanks uh, he had this Thanksgiving when there was no food and somebody knocked on the door and, and, and donated the food to his family, and his father was, stepfather was t- too proud to accept it. Mm-hmm. But then he realized that, you know, there are good people out there. And then when he started to make his first, you know, uh, uh, big bucks, he started to give back. And today I think he's feeding millions of people every time he gets, yeah. Uh, any sort of success gives back, yeah. and that to me is really the principle of success: mm.
0: giving back. If you could, if you could have any superpower, what would it be?
1: It would be. I would want to be able to help people to just keep my finger and love themselves.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's. I think from everything that you've shared today, in talking about self-love and self-compassion. I have very little doubt that that's something that your clients benefit from working with you and the wisdom that they gain from sharing with you. And you're a wonderful mirror, I think, for those people who are looking to open themselves up more and feel more at ease in the world. So I want to thank you, Julie, for sharing today on the Lifecast.
1: Thank you, Max. It's been a pleasure. And I just want to say huddle couldn't have come at a better time. The world needs huddle.
0: Mm-hmm. I appreciate you saying that. Um yeah, it's been a v- it's been a blessing to have huddle in our collective lives from the team to all the huddle pros to all of our caring members. I'm I'm deeply grateful every day for being a part of a community where people authentically and meaningfully support each other. That's it's a very mm-hmm. powerful gift that I get to wake up to every day. Yes. You can stay connected and continue learning with Julie on huddle.com. Her handle on Huddle is at Julie F, as in the letter F F for Frank, Julie F. For those of you who are new to Huddle, Huddle is a place to meet amazing people who are sharing wisdom, finding support, and becoming the best versions of themselves. This has been the Huddle.com LifeCast. I want to thank you for tuning in, and thank you for turning on to your lives. (coughs)